welcome back to episode 16 of Across the Middle. Hey, Bob, it's Memorial Day, and we're recording a pod. Yes, it is. Could you think of anything else to do? I guess you, we, we, we talked before this. You actually did a lot. You had a lot to do today, um, unlike me. But uh, I don't know. You had a park adventure. Don't I had a park adventure. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun park adventure too. Lasted basically the whole day. Um, but my main goal with this episode is to make it a bit shorter than last, because I was telling you right before this, for some reason, last episode was our our longest one yet. So if you're listening to this, you've know you've known already if we succeeded but we are going to try hard to get under an hour and a half. I, I think we can do it in under an hour. I'm not drinking scotch this week, so. Okay, I'm drinking water, so an hour it is. The, I put the timer on, so I'm destined to get us there. Uh, we are going to be covering the AFC and the NFC West, and this is our last, second to last of uh, the divisions. We have the East next week, and we'll have a special guest joining us. Mm-hmm. But, this um, is how the West was won. This is how it was won. And there's some competitive teams in the West, at least the NFC West, when we get to them. But we are actually going to start in the AFC. And first, we're going to discuss the Denver Broncos. And uh, their first round pick was Patrick Sertan at number nine overall. They had a lot of decisions to make at the number nine pick, but they went Sertan. What do you think of that pick, Bob? I like the player. I, I don't like the pick. I, I think, I think they had a clear need at quarterback, and they mm-hmm. they skipped out on it. Now, obviously, if they somehow acquire an upgrade through trade, I'll I'll feel differently about this. But as of right now, as we're recording this, I I just think their best chance at winning a Super Bowl was to take a quarterback. Yep, I agree. Unless they get Aaron Rodgers or. Deshaun Watson, which I don't think is likely, then I think they should have taken a quarterback as well. And one of the ways to build a team is to have a good, good team around a quarterback and then get your rookie quarterback. And I feel like the Broncos are there. Like they, they didn't really need Patrick Sertan. If they would have got a quarterback, they, they would have been a competitive team already. So the fact that they took Sertan is, is interesting. I think it speaks a lot about Fields, who they passed on as well as Mac Jones, which isn't super surprising, uh, but to take Patrick Sertan there was was definitely a surprise. Um, a couple things I like about him is he played at Alabama from the get go. So as a freshman, he he got consistent snaps right away. He's a, a better zone corner than man from the research I saw, and his biggest weakness is his speed. But he's a good all around player, and he's also a bigger corner, which we're seeing more and more of those these days. Yeah. PS2. PS2. So I, I, I'm calling it. That's what he's going to be called. <laughs> Patrick Sertain, the second <laughs> PS2. He, uh, I, I thought he was the safest corner prospect. Like I think he has a least yeah, uh, bust potential. Um, yeah. I think honestly, he does pretty much everything right. Um, watching watching a little bit of his tape uh while he was at alabama and he probably had the luxury to do this at alabama because they don't need turnovers but in coverage zone and man he 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 left a lot of cushion when he wasn't asked to press and he gave Mm -hmm. up a lot of underneath 
underneath throws, like in just easy five yard catches, which I mean, those add up, but it was probably just what he was asked to do at Alabama. They were probably yeah. up, you know, by three touchdowns or more. And so he could afford to do that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I thought he was the safest one as well. Uh, he, he, I think he's going to be a starter from the get-go and a, a corner who's the Broncos when they, when they were on their Super Bowl run, they had good defensive ends as well as corners. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Um, and with their next pick, they picked Javante Williams, the running back out of North Carolina, who really came on last year. And um, I've watched a ton of film on him. And he was my favorite running back to watch film on because he broke so many tackles. He almost like he, he seemed like one of those created players in Madden and you do his like strength 99 break tackle 99. And then you just see what he can do. That was basically him last year at UNC. He was <laughs> nearly unstoppable. Uh, Zach Moss had a good year in terms of PFF grades for um, their breaking tackles and success metrics. But Javante Williams just destroyed uh, Zach Moss's last year. And uh, I think he, in my my running back rankings, he was the third best behind Etienne and uh, Najee Harris. But I love this fit for the Broncos and Javante Williams. Yeah, I, I, again, I love the player, but I don't, I don't love the fit. I, I think he's solid. They traded up to get him, which it was early, early in the second round. So it was not a first round running back, but it was, it mm-hmm. was pretty close. Um, and they traded up to do it. So I'm like, ah, that's a lot of value for a running back. I, I love the player. I actually... He was maybe my favorite running back in this class. I don't know if he's the best, but he was my favorite. Um, he was. Yeah, and I, he doesn't have a, a clear path to be a bell cow, but even if it's 50-50 there, I think he'll he'll eventually show he's the best running back in that that backfield. I actually um, think they're going to cut um, Gordon. Cut Melvin Gordon after June 1st, so tomorrow. Okay. Well, if that's the case... That's interesting. I, I would, I, then I'd like to pick, but if it's not, then it's just, eh, I still don't actually like the picks. Not the right way to phrase that. I still think that's too much to spend on a running back, but I don't know. Love the player. Yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. Um, the, the thing though, and, and I know you don't like the fact that they trade up. I do think that there's only three good running backs in this class. And we'll touch on Trey Sermon here in a little bit who went to San Francisco, but he was the, like the final guy uh, of that tier because Najee and Etienne went in the first round. So I feel like if you need a running back, like the Broncos think they did, then trading up for one isn't the worst idea in my opinion. Yeah. And then um, moving on in the third round, they picked Quinn Men Men Miners. It's a, it's a. I think it's pronounced Quinn Miners. Miners. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn I Miners. He was yeah. from Wisconsin Whitewater, and which uh, I loved him at the Senior Bowl. That's why he yeah. got drafted in the third round. It's because of his showing out in the Senior Bowl. I don't know if you watched much of that. I didn't, but I was reading it and. Um, he was the so quote unquote the talk of the senior bowl and not just because of his exposed gut <laughs> the gut was so good he showed off the keg 
he, he did like an Ezekiel Elliott where he rolled up his his jersey up under his pads and he just had the white boy gut. It was awesome. How how incredible! It's like he's that he's literally nobody knows who this guy is. He's from Wisconsin Whitewater, just comes into the Senior Bowl. And he's like, "What's up? I'm here to party." That's a, that's a power move for so to be the guy like from a D three school and to show up like that's an alpha. That guy's an alpha male. He's an alpha. I love um, him. Yeah, great senior bowl, but I think seventy four career snaps. Is that right? I I have no idea. I only I, watched with the senior bowl. I feel I like that he, can't be right. He he would have never got invited to the senior bowl if he only had 74 career snaps, right? That can't be right. Well, he didn't the, play last year. Okay. He didn't play last year because they, they didn't have a season. In uh, 2019, he got hurt, but he was phenomenal. Uh, no no sacks, no no hits, no hurries on the quarterback. 74 was, career snaps. I, I mean, he there, was great. there's not a lot of opportunity to get any of those stats. <laughs> But those 74 were pristine, Woo! like the best of the best. How the hell does he get invited to the senior bowl? Like over other D3 guys who actually played, you know, say over a hundred snaps. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but I loved him at the senior bowl. I didn't know that stat. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm researching and, and saying. So Quinn, um, you mean our statistician the- uh, handed you that? number is that what you were trying to say <laughs> exactly yep uh, the next guy off the board was baron browning and uh ohio state guy you know a little bit about him maybe yes i i watched baron browning quite a bit um this last year actually the last two years i feel like he was in a position where he kind of shined but last year specifically he was asked to do a little bit more and he felt more comfortable um, my inside scoop is that he is uh, not the sharpest tool in the shed, and so he's likely going to be moving from linebacker to edge, which we asked him at Ohio State to rush the passer quite a bit, and I think he's awesome at it. So I, I don't I don't know if he's going to step in and be, you know, like Chubb or or Von Miller mm-hmm. or anything, but I, I think he'll he'll be a backup to one of those guys and maybe uh as von miller sails off into the sunset he can uh take over for him i think that's kind of what they're envisioning there did did he um wear the number five at ohio state i'm terrible with numbers i don't think so okay i think he was like 11 11. let me look i'll look it up while you uh go on to the next couple drafts come back okay um because i remember watching and number five seemed like he kind of played everywhere in the linebacker position um but never really he like he wasn't that guy who really stood out as someone who's great but he the, he addressed a lot of like gaps and I, I was wondering if that's who that was but um the uh, the other guys in round five yeah, he, he did wear number five so he did okay yeah he did yeah from so the, from what i remember watching the ohio state games he felt like somebody who was kind of moved moved all around the defense but um didn't really do much. Just kind of um, a he guy. Yeah, he got asked to do, uh, I guess, a lot of blitzing, and then he was mostly run. He, I don't know if he did a lot in terms of like pass pass coverage type stuff. So mm-hmm. him transitioning to the line is, I think, natural. He uh, actually, if, 
I'm sure you watched the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there. If, yep. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, had like one of the best plays, the only good plays for Ohio State. He had the strip sack. Um, oh, okay. That was him. Got it. Got it. That that probably bumped him up around at least. Yeah. I and then so. the, the Broncos didn't have a fourth-round pick. They had two fifths. They drafted two safeties, Caden Stearns, Jamar Johnson. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about these two players. Anything <laughs> to add? Uh no, I don't I don't have anything on either I do of them. Know. I know the Indiana safety, uh Jamar Johnson, he he could be a sleeper a little bit. I, I like him in terms of safety, like safeties later on in the draft he was one i liked so got it for whatever that's worth seth williams was their sixth round pick receiver at auburn who i loved and i have no idea why he was a six round pick so he's over six foot oh my gosh he's huge (laughs) (laughs) he's all right he's he he's he reminds me of um does he catch touchdowns um not really (laughs) <laughs> that's why he went in the sixth round he's maybe he's a red zone target that doesn't catch touchdowns there you go no he, he was a he was a good receiver uh bad quarterback at auburn in my yeah, opinion I agree. Uh, but but easily the best player on that offense from what i watched i love seth williams i had him really high on my board so to see him go in the sixth round is is disappointing especially the broncos who have a lot of weapons at receiver so he probably won't play right away he he seems like more of a project piece and then the seventh round they took two edge rushers in the corner um which i don't have anything to add on those guys um they took a corner out of lsu so he'll probably be a pro bowler in a couple years oh yeah Uh, carrie benson jr he's a smaller corner i think too but yeah, I mean, he's an LSU guy. So those guys, that's a high LSU. strike rate in the deeper rounds. LSU guys yeah. usually show out in the pros. Uh, Jonathan Cooper do. is another Ohio State guy. He's a fifth year guy. He oh. brought the tradition of the block O. That's like one guy I actually know his, uh, his number. He wore the zero, which oh, is cool. going to be passed on, I think, uh, to like, like super seniors or senior captains. Like it's, it's going to be like a tradition that the, the O is a senior captain number. I love that. That's zero. really cool. Um, and then the edge rusher out of Mississippi state. I, I don't know much about, so. Okay. Uh, I give the Broncos a, a B and it would have been an a, an a plus a, if they were to got Justin Fields, they took, they took 10 guys. Um, and not one of them was a quarterback. So I, I'm going to give it a, a B or no, no, I'm sorry. A C plus. That's what I meant. Yeah. It, it kind of tells you, it tells me at least that they're going to be they have pretty high hopes to get Rodgers. Yeah. I I actually like most of their picks, but I their quarterback was the biggest need and they didn't come out of the draft with it. So, yeah. They're like no thanks. You guys be patient. We got this. Um it, yeah. it, completely different opinions if if they get somebody in a trade. Couldn't but, agree more. Yeah. yeah. Good draft if they if they do get a quarterback. Uh, moving on to the Chargers, with the 13th pick, they pick Rashawn Slater, who I loved this pick for them. Uh, it was pretty obvious they needed a tackle. <laughs> like, yeah, just the best one available, and they got Rashawn Slater, who's a really, really good tackle. I think uh, Rashawn Slater made a, a really good business decision to not play last year in college football because, I mean, he could have got hurt, and yeah, 
ruined his stock and there was nobody in the Big Ten that he was going to face that would have made him look better than what he did against Chase Young the year previously. He was the only tackle that actually looked good against Chase Young. And so that's why he got drafted in the first round. Really? Interesting. That tape against Chase Young's the reason he got drafted in the first round. He did really good. I mean, I I only think he had like around 10 to 15 reps against him because Chase Young, you know, kind of floated from left side to right side. But yeah, every single snap, he looked good. He's like, wow, this guy, um, he gave up two career sacks from what I'm looking at, at least 2018, 2019, didn't play in 2020. And then 19 hurries and two hits, two quarterback hits. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, he's a little he's a little undersized. I can't remember if it was his height or his arm he's length. Six four, three hundred. Yeah, it was a little undersized, but apparently his feet, uh, his footwork, is incredible, and so they think he's got the quickness to to stay with speed rushers and hope. Hopefully, he has the strength to deal with the bull rush. But yeah, uh, I like the pick. Chargers addressed a need. Great, well done. And then to to say much more like better things about this draft asante samuel is probably my favorite pick at least in the west when we cover both uh the chargers did great with the 13th pick did incredible with asante samuel jr and i'm a huge asante samuel fan um so he reminded me so much of his uh his dad when his dad played for the patriots back in the day and asante samuel is actually probably my favorite player on the Patriots Super Bowl teams. Um, I just love those type of corners who are a little bit under, undersized, who jump routes, who are instinctive. And Asante Samuel Jr. plays just like him. Like, it's are you so throwing almost... Tom Brady under the bus there? No, 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 no. I didn't mean to. Like, not like that. Like, any, besides Tom Brady. Okay. Um, All right. But I, liked I him thought more than that's Brock. what you were going to say. Edelman. I thought that's what you were going to say. Like I was anticipating the yeah yeah yeah. If you exclude TB12, yeah. Yes. But I didn't hear exclude, it, so I needed to. You're right. Thank you for following up. If you excluded him, Asante Samuel was my favorite Patriot, and um, he's awesome. The fact that he went to FSU, I was like, I was really really happy. I just think they didn't play him right. They they had a weird like scheme they're used to like bigger corners for some reason and um i was really happy that uh asante samuel jr just reminded me a lot of his dad yeah i thought he did awesome um the way he plays is very instinctual so um you can tell he was uh taught well by someone at some point in his life i can't imagine who would have that type of knowledge handy um but no i i love the pick (laughs) i think it's a great fit for the chargers defense uh what's coming to la in terms of uh they're bringing over the rams uh rams defensive philosophy and i think he's going to do wonders there yeah i Uh, agree yeah love it and then um josh palmer was their third round pick and he was a uh, saint thomas aquinas grad actually and he didn't start playing until the ninth grade and he's a six-one strong receiver who uh, was just not, not productive in college. Yeah, you could argue that was partially due to their quarterback situation as well. I don't, I don't know if it was quite as bad as Auburn's, but Tennessee's was not great. Uh, big body no, guy. I, 
I liked him. I think he got drafted in the third round because he showed out a little bit in the senior bowl as well. He had a great senior bowl showing. Yeah. Yeah. I keep missing Uh, these senior bowl guys because I watched film on him and I was just like, no, thanks. I'm out. Yeah. He did. He did really good in the senior bowl. He looked good. One on ones. He dominated. Got it. Yeah. I I like it. And then uh, Trey McKinney, tight end from Georgia, transferred from FSU. Three career touchdowns. He's um, his size and athleticism, but he's just not productive. Again, he's kind of a project piece. Yeah, similar to Josh Palmer has has the the build that you want, but not the numbers. I agree. I thought he was he screamed like potential stud four to five years down the road. He, yeah, yeah, agreed. I don't, I don't. You won't hear that name next year, or the year after, but. You know, maybe later on down the road, but yeah, he so won't be third rounds a little Hunter rich. Henry right away. I would be shocked. <laughs> uh, in the fourth round, they went Chris Rump, 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 Rump. He's an edge rusher at a Duke. And are you uh, saying Pan or Pam? Pan, 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 Pam? or Pan? <laughs> or you could go uh, Jim or Jem from the town. <laughs> Uh, he's under <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's undersized, but has some good pass rush moves and uh, nine sacks in eleven games last year. That's pretty impressive. I like that. Little this is pass a, rusher. This is the guy from Buffalo, right? No, no, Duke. Yep. Okay, I'm on the same page as you now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, I, I don't know Brennan anything James. about this guy. Okay, fifth round, Brennan James. He, he came out of Nebraska, and he set the school record for 40 consecutive starts. Good pass protector, horrible run blocker. A true so, Iron Man. He's an Iron Man. He just he never gets off the field. And you got to love uh, that depth. I don't know any of these other guys. Nick Neenum, linebacker. Larry Roundtree, running back. Mark Webb, safety. To, to round out the next couple picks. Anything to add on those guys? Uh, look for Larry Roundtree third to be somebody that you don't hear again after this podcast. You mean like cut? <laughs> no, I just said I, I don't know anything about these guys. Okay. That, was, that was an attempt at humor. Uh, zing. Uh, it went over my head. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what happened to Larry? <laughs> People say I'm the funniest guy in school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. It's it's an all right draft. I think their first two picks are great, and everything yeah. after that is just eh, okay. Yeah, they went they went solid picks in the first two picks. Starters Slater and Samuel Jr. and then Josh Palmer and Trey McKinney, McKinney were just projects. Like who knows? And they got a pass rusher in the third round, in the fourth round. Uh, I give this a an A minus. If they would have done much better in the third, fourth rounds, then I would have given it an A plus, but A minus for me. I think this is a B plus for me. I do okay. really like it. And it's close to an A minus because I love the first two picks. But I, I don't know if other than Asante Samuel Jr., I don't know if anyone's gonna be like, you know, winning awards in this draft or anything like that. Got it. Well, let's move on to the Chiefs who didn't have a first-round pick because they got Orlando Brown Jr., which I think was a good move. What do you think of like that move in, in hindsight, trading your first-round pick? I think 
the fact that they cut both their starting left and right tackle like before free agency, uh, they kind of had to do something. Like Dang they, it. we all just watched the Super Bowl, yeah, and we were all thinking, "Holy shit, the Chiefs need to get better on the O line." Patrick Mahomes was running for his life out there, and then, mm-hmm. then you cut the two best people <laughs> that, that were uh, there to protect him. Granted, they were injured; both of them were injured during the Super Bowl, uh, and they're a little long in the tooth. Their their time was coming, getting sent out to pasture. But I don't know. I I don't. I'm interested to see what Orlando Blair. Orlando Brown Jr. does once he's away from Lamar Jackson. Um, Now, Mahomes isn't exactly a a caution cone back there, not able to move. He's he's got some mobility, so maybe maybe it'll work out. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how it works out. I I think it's a little rich because you're going to end up paying the guy now because you've you've already given up at least a first. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to have to pay the guy because he's coming up on a contract year. So it's who you could have got at that position. Granted, he may not have been able He, It's a little bit of a gamble because you could have got somebody who ended up being a bust, but it could have been somebody to develop into the same caliber as Orlando Brown. And you would have got him cheaper for four to five years. So yeah, it's the safer route, but you're guaranteeing yourself paying like 20 million safer, but more expensive. Yeah, definitely comes at a cost. Um, but I, I like the move for them. I think it was the right thing to do. They're windows now. So get the guy who's going to be good right, right from the get-go. Um, the, in the second round, though, they picked Nick Bolton with the 58th overall pick, who is a linebacker out of Missouri. And PFF had him as their 33rd overall player. So they got some good value there. And this was a, a huge need for the Chiefs because they lost Damian Wilson, their starter last season um they didn't get much from william gay who they drafted in the first round i believe the second round rather last year and um this is a type of linebacker who is short he's not fast but he's instinctive and uh the biggest like weakness from what i saw is potentially him guarding tight ends that would be a struggle for him other than that he can do it all yeah i don't think he's He's not exactly who you picture when you think sideline to sideline defender. Now he's not slow, but he's not, you know, he's not in the molds of some of these elite linebacker prototypes that have come out and they're freaky athletes. And then also instinctual. He's, he's just, uh, you know, he's a good, an average linebacker athlete, but he is instinctual. So I think he'll, he's, he's going to be smart. He should be good. I don't yeah, think sometimes he's going like, to wow you, but you don't need the speed if you, if you if you read the play and you can get there. Like you don't really need a your speed doesn't need to make up for it if you're already going to be there. So I like that pick for them. It does address a, a, a need, um, and they went free agency most of uh, for their offensive line, which was their biggest need. Uh, Creed Humphrey though was their second pick in round two, and he's a center from Oklahoma who played three years and uh, was a solid center from my research. Obviously, I'm not watching center tape, so it's not like I'm able to give you a good analysis of Creed, but uh, somebody who played a lot, and uh, I think he's going to start right away for them. So you couldn't, you couldn't tell me how good he does at anchoring? <laughs> not, a, not a clue. <laughs> I, don't, I actually have no idea. I, I've 
I have watched him because they played Ohio State during his yeah. time. Um, but I know he's never given up a sack in three years of starting. So wow. I have to assume he's pretty good at pass protection. Um, yeah. He sounds good. I, uh, from what I hear, he's likely to start out as guard. He's going to start at one of the two guard positions oh, in year it. one. Interesting. And the, they didn't have a third-round pick because I believe they traded up to get Creed, um, but I could be mistaken. In the fourth round, though, they took Joshua Kando. Nailed it. Sure. Kando, I don't know. Kando, who is an edge rusher at FSU, and uh, he basically battled injuries his, his entire career at FSU, but he was a five-star coming out of high school. So maybe the potential is still there. Maybe it's not. Um, but I didn't see much from him when I watched FSU when he did play. Yeah, I think he's uh, similar to the other edge rusher out of Florida State who we mentioned before. I don't think he has – I don't think Joshua Kendo has quite as freaky of a build in terms of his arm length, but mm-hmm. he's he's mostly potential. You know, yeah, I think a potential for being, play. I, I think for being that caliber of athlete uh, and going in the fourth round, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. He – he hasn't really done anything with the uh, athleticism that he has. So maybe he develops, maybe he doesn't, but it's a, it's a fairly good risk in the fourth round. I think. Agreed. In the fifth round, they drafted Noah Gray tight end Cornell Powell receiver and the sixth round. They took Trey Smith, the guard. Uh, the one guy I want to talk about was Cornell Powell, who clearly I watched a lot of Clemson games. This guy was, was not, like a highlight type of player, but he was, he reminded me a lot of like a third down receiver. Uh, he's six foot, he's strong. And um, the chiefs need a number two, pretty bad. If you don't consider Kelsey, their number two. So I think he'll play on the outside for the chiefs uh, right away. Actually, he just needs to beat out a few like Pringle and Robinson. So I think he could play right away for them. Yeah, it depends on how much speed they want on the field. Yeah. Um, I, I like Trey Smith's actually the one of those three I'd like to highlight. He is he was a five star uh, high school guy coming out. He chose Tennessee over Ohio State. That's one of the reasons I remember him since high school. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's a five star guy. He started out as tackle at Tennessee, and he he has all the tools. And to get him in the sixth round, that's another like could be a starter and be, you know, an above average starter with the types of tools he has. So it's a, it's another gamble that uh, production hasn't quite matched what he could be. So six round gamble on a, on a guard. I like that pick a lot too. Me too. That's such a good move. Like, why not? You're in the sixth round, take a lineman who had some pedigree coming out of high school and see if it was the, the college that could develop them. Um, I love that type of strategy. Uh, I give I'm giving the Chiefs a B plus. Uh, I, I like what they did in late in the draft with Cornell Powell. I like Nick Bolton, their uh, second round pick. They obviously didn't have a first, so B plus because I thought the picks they did have they they utilized pretty well. I I don't think they did necessarily anything wrong. I I don't like the trade for Orlando Brown. I feel like they could have kept that and signed like uh, uh, who was the pittsburgh tackle who was a free agent for so long that signed it with uh baltimore Uh, like they could have just signed him kept your first drafted a tackle who could have developed 
into that guy's replacement. So I, I don't know. I don't love it. The trade, I mean, but the draft, everything after, I'm like, yeah, I like it. They took risks at pretty reasonable spots that could pay off big time. Um, but I don't know. This is a C plus for me. C plus. Okay. Moving on to the Raiders. They took Alex Leatherwood, the right tackle out of Alabama, 17th overall, who many had as a second, third round grade. So if you think of like um, an analysis of everyone's big boards, the Raiders were clearly higher than everyone else on Alex Leatherwood. But this is a guy when like looking at the numbers, I was like, oh, I don't really understand why he was so like a second or third round caliber player in most people's board. He is a he's a big, strong right tackle, and he uh, started three straight years for Alabama. So, in my opinion, like if you're starting for Alabama on the the line, that's a that's a good thing. Uh, similar to Patrick Sertan, who did the same but at corner. So. I don't know. I didn't really see anything that should, I remember watching some Alabama games and didn't seem like he was a, a weakness for them at all. Um, so I would imagine he's somebody who has a lot of experience starting three years at Alabama. Raiders could probably play him right away. And uh, he's a big guy. And Raiders love, love, love using big offensive linemen. Yeah, he'll definitely be a plug-and-play starter. He's going to start from day one because they have a huge need uh, at tackle. Um when watching him play at Alabama, I thought he was awesome. And he started at right tackle at Alabama all three years, but that was Tua's blind side. So he was the equivalent to the left tackle and on his O-line when he started. Uh, in the senior bowl, he did struggle a little bit. He lunged a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, whiffed on some of his punch moves and pass protection. Um, but during game film he looked awesome i know he destroyed ohio state so uh it was a reach people was so low on him uh, was it the, just a senior bowl or i don't know i i honestly don't know because it doesn't it doesn't quite make sense i think perhaps i know i don't know what his numbers were in terms of testing like maybe maybe his uh combine or you know pro day stuff was was really low and he's not as because orlando brown jr you know he was just traded for a first round pick but he went in the third round because he had arguably the worst combine ever for any position he just Hmm. was slow I, i don't know um but yeah it's a it's a reach on most people's boards um but that's what the raiders do they're good at that yeah, they're, they're working on their own board, for sure, more than anyone else. Um, in the second round, they took Trayvon Morrig, the safety at a TCU, which, if you thought Leatherwood was a reach, this guy was a value on everyone's big board, who most people had him as the 15th to 20th best player in the draft, and they got him at 43. So if you just swip, the two, sw- swip Alex... Swap. Swap. That's what you're trying to say is, I think what you're trying to say is swip it. Swip it. If you just swip them, (laughs) if you swap Alex and and Maurig, then it looks like a just fine. And in my opinion, I I don't really see why Leatherwood was a second round value on most people's board. Uh, But Maurig is a player who 
I think is going to play also right away. And from his time in college, he split time equally between playing in the box as well as free safety. And the safeties have been an issue for the Raiders the last couple of years. They thought they'd be able to get it with Abrams and he hasn't been someone who's been able to develop. Uh, so I think Marig is someone who's going to either fill in a gap with strong safety or free safety. I think they have him pegged for possibly that single high roll right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, and obviously things can change. No, I think you're, they, you're probably right, but I think they could move him around. It's not a position he played at TCU, so um, I'd be interested to see if he struggles a little bit out the gate with you know something that he's not exactly familiar with. But yeah. I love the pick, and and I completely agree with you. If you just flip the two, Alex, you mean Alex Leatherwood? Yes, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Slip of the tongue, a swipe of the tongue. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it looks a lot better on paper, but you know what? They got both players, and good for them. Yeah, good for them. And the in the third round, they took Malcolm Conchi Kuntz. Kuntz. He is an edge rusher out of Buffalo. And do you, do you know the last edge rusher the Raiders drafted out of Buffalo? Um, I know he did pretty well in the NFL, and I think he's he uh, was traded for a couple first-round picks, if I recall. <laughs> the Bears. You think right. any chance he wears number 52? He probably has been living in his shadow long enough and doesn't yeah. want any part of that. He's like, really? To the Raiders? Am I going to be traded to the Bears? Yeah. In two years. For for those of you listening who don't know who we're referring to, it's Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Khalil Mack. Maybe he's going to be Khalil Mack. Maybe not. Uh, but he, from what I was looking at, he's just a pass rusher coming on third down. So probably not. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little bit of potential uh, still. It, he, he produced a lot at Buffalo, but I think he felt as far just because it was Buffalo. And yeah, especially last year where teams didn't get to play those out of conference games and show themselves to, you know, whatever team in it that's at a power five conference. Um, yeah. That's probably why he slid. He, he produced at Buffalo. So maybe that's a steal. Yeah, maybe we'll have to see. And the, they also took divine Diablo in the, he in nailed safety. it. Did he I know I screwed yeah. it up? What is it? No, you did. That's Diablo. Oh, nice. Yeah, Divine Diablo, safety at a Virginia Tech who played receiver in high school, and he's huge. He's 6'3", 227, so yeah. I would have loved him as a receiver. Um, but I think <laughs> they might move him to linebacker. Yeah, that's I what think I was that's true. Saying. I think he and, is going to um, be working out at linebacker. I love that for IDP purposes and fantasy leagues. Let me just say that. If he's listed at safety playing linebacker for the Raiders, I'm all in. Sign me up. But... uh We'll have to see what, what where he ends up playing. If he does play linebacker, I think I'll like it for them. You got any big drafts coming up for fantasy? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, June great. 12th. <laughs> uh, nice. Then they also took Tyree Gillespie. Gillespie. Uh, free safety from Missouri. And uh, all I know about him is he's a good tackler. Yeah, any anytime uh, somebody from Missouri gets drafted, you you can bet they did pretty good on their team. We got two was, Missouri defensive players. Um, yeah, they weren't that bad last year, if I recall. They were okay. Interesting. 
I have no idea what the record was. They could have went one and nine. I, I, don't, I don't know either. Um, Nate Hobbs corner when the in the fifth round, and then Jimmy Morrissey center at a, in the sixth round. I don't know either of those guys unless you have any senior bowl stuff or Ohio State ties. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Nothing. I'm giving the Raiders a uh, a B. I don't I don't think the thing I don't like about their draft is the third round. Um, I just don't like taking safeties and, and dra- yeah pass rushers like that in the third round. Go go line and go like interior defense. That's all. They, they could have done better, I think. Um, and they reached with Leatherwood. I, I know we talked about it and we kind of argued for why it isn't as bad as what everyone's saying, but it still is is shades of bad. Yeah. Um, but More the Morick so picks really... You just got to read the room. Like I know. If you have him higher than everyone, like are you saying that he's a second-round guy on nearly every big board just trade back get you can get more that's all you have to do melvin gordon suckers you all are idiots <laughs> the one person or however many people who know that reference will laugh at that sorry for everyone uh, else it's uh, so good um, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't know i think this is like a c minus honestly okay um, I don't remember the grades, but I, th- I think I liked, um, I'm between the Broncos and Chargers for my favorite in the West. I AFC think West. the Chargers, the Chargers were my favorite. Okay. Well, no, the Broncos could have been too. I just docked them for not having a quarterback. So it was tough. Who's your favorite player pick in this, in this division? Mine's I actually think Samuel. I actually think, uh, Trevon Morig. Okay. Yeah, I like I like that player a lot. He was actually somebody I, before, uh, the Browns picked up John Johnson. I I wanted us to draft Trayvon Morrig, so I, I liked him a lot. Well, let's move on to the NFC West, and um, I think we're a little bit behind schedule. I know. I was but, looking at the clock. I was like, we got we got to speed but, this shit up. But that's fine because there's not a lot of picks in the in the NFC West. Um, but I do want to talk about Trey Lance, obviously. Who the Dol- who 49ers trade up from the, for the Dolphins? They got the t- Dolphins got the twelfth pick, third round comp pick. Who I guess the 49ers got for Robert Sala, which I didn't know that was a thing. Um, in the twenty sec in the twenty twenty two draft, they got a first. Twenty twenty three draft, they got a first. So Dolphins essentially get three first and a third to move up and get Trey Lance and. Um, I think it's an awesome pick for them. If they would have taken Justin Fields, I would have loved that just a little bit more. If they would have taken Mac Jones, I would have been beyond confused. Uh, but Trey Lance was their guy. And after watching every game uh, that he played in college, he's uh, he's a special player. And I think uh, it's going to be fun watching to see what Kyle Shanahan puts together with him in that uh, offense. I I think the last thing you said there, what Kyle Shanahan does with him is going to be the most intriguing part of it because uh, he's got that running aspect that he had with uh, Robert Griffin III. I don't think he's mm-hmm. really had anybody since then that's that type of athlete slash runner. Um, he's, he, he's got work to do as a passer, but he's not helpless. I mean, he's got a yeah. cannon. I mean, he's not super accurate, but Unaccurate quarterbacks have come into the league and figured it out over time. 
with the right coaching and stuff. I mean, Josh Allen wasn't accurate for the first two seasons of his career in the NFL. Uh, last year, he was a potential MVP candidate. So I'm okay with them taking a gamble on a guy with all these tools. And I don't know. I still think, did they need to trade up to three to get him though? I don't know. I like the gamble and a team that has a roster that can compete and thinks they're just quarterback away. Take the chance. Yep. I, I like it a lot. Do you think he plays this year? I think he's going to come in like midway. Yes, because I don't think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy. Oh, yeah. Good point. That too. If Jimmy um, Garoppolo stays healthy, I think their record's too good that he will only play in scrap-up time at the end of the season when they've already secured a spot in the playoffs. Got it. Uh, the second round, they took Aaron Banks, who was a guard out of Notre Dame. First of all, I love linemen from Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and <laughs> Alabama. They're from the, those schools. I'll, I want them on my team. Um, but he had some good technique. What about, what about Stanford? Mm, I, I don't remember seeing many good Stanford players, truthfully, uh, on the line. Okay. Of late. Of late. Okay. Um, g- good technique, but no quickness from what I was seeing. And he basically started three years for Notre Dame. I think he came in uh, in 2018, halfway through the season, and then never gave up the job. Yeah, I think he's he's a good O-line guy. Um, I think most people had him like – the tops he would go is third, so I think it's a little reach, but but yeah, he's a good PFF player and I like him. One forty eight on their big board. Yeah, I think he's good though. I don't think he's bad. Um, the he's a big boy, right? If I recall, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so I guess just adapting to the pro game. If he can still hold up in pass protection, then it's it's an awesome pick. That's yep. the risk though. That is the risk. And then they took Trey Sermon in the third round. They trade up for him. Um, I have thoughts on him in a second. And then they took Avery Thompson, who we can discuss right after Trey Sermon. Why don't you go first? Because Sermon was uh, an Ohio State guy for a short time. Yeah, for just uh, this last year, he transferred from Oklahoma, um, where he did really well at Oklahoma, and then he got – he got injured and then transferred. And so he was only with Ohio state for one year this last year. Um, he was recovering from an injury. And so he didn't really have a lot of off season and then COVID happened. So he had no off season pretty much. Um, and I think that really affected his earlier, you know, earlier games in the season. Cause if you just watch like the first six games and granted, we only had like eight games or, nine, 10 games total, including the playoffs. He looks like a guy that couldn't even watch a game from a stands. <laughs> he looks so bad in the first half of the year. <laughs> he looked awful. I was begging for Master Teague to be out on the field because he sucked. Um, and I don't think Master wow. Teague's very good. I'm, I'm actually hoping Master Teague is doing mop-up duties. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But... Second half of the year, especially the last three games. Well, no, that's not true. Last three games he played, he got injured against the Al- in Alabama. Very first carry, broke his collarbone. Um, Michigan State, Northwestern, and then Clemson. He he was a monster. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, he flipped a switch and he just looked great. So if you get the, that guy from those three games, great pick. 
Is it unfair of me to ask you to compare him with Dobbins and Zeke? He, meaning Trey Sermon, he does hold the record for most rushing yards in a single game, but he's he's not on the same tier as either of those guys. When I watched Sermon, because I did a bunch of scouting on the running backs, and for me, the I mentioned earlier, there's three running backs who were in tier one. Trey Sermon was not even in tier two. He was like in tier three. Um, there was nobody in tier two. Like that gap was huge, in my opinion. And uh, Trey Sermon was a huge step back from the other guys. And I don't really, I didn't see anything that I was like excited about. He's not a fast guy. He is good at breaking tackles. He's strong, but I don't love how that transitions into the the next phase of these some of these players' careers personally. Uh, I, I wasn't blown away by his film. I don't remember seeing him catch passes that well either. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you obviously watch more games than I did, but I wasn't wasn't blown away by Trey and I thought that I, was a bad pick. I think Northwestern and Clemson games, the the last two games he played before getting hurt against Alabama, he he did all right coming out of the backfield and catching passes. But honestly, uh, Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State, his scheme and passing philosophy, he doesn't get the running backs the ball very often. Um, so they're not running routes where they're getting targeted, you know, yeah. but maybe two to three times a game. So I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily him and what his skill set, you know, could, could be in the NFL, but I think it has more to do with the fact that Ohio state just doesn't do it naturally. The good news for him is he's going to the best place for running backs. Kyle Shanahan could basically pick up somebody off the street. You're right thousand yard rusher uh so no. there's that potential <laughs> that. that's a hard no <laughs> uh, ambry thomas was their next pick who i mentioned corner out of michigan who was a one-year starter in 2019 opted out of 2020 and he good size six feet nearly 200 pounds but he's also really quick um three four career interceptions do you remember him much at michigan when you're watching them play ohio state uh, I don't remember him all that much on the field. I, I think he was another guy that went to the senior bowl and had a pretty good senior bowl. Got it. And then um, Jalen Moore tackle in the fifth round and they took a corner safety and then Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round, which was a good pick. Any of those guys stand out to you? I wouldn't be surprised if Elijah Mitchell is the name you remember from this draft and not Trey Sermon. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I, I actually agree with that take. Um, for me, the best pick for the 49ers was Trey Lance, and they got their guy, so I'm giving this an A. Yeah, they traded up and gave up a lot. Um, and if he he pans out, great. If he doesn't, then this was an F. Yeah. Yeah, so. it, it will be. True. Like you said last episode, we'll have to wait a couple years for quarterbacks to see. If that was yeah, a good pick or but the, not. I I like the fact that they took a chance. Whether or not I believe they got the right guy or not, they think they got the right guy, and I think Kyle Shanahan probably knows more than me. So uh, they got a quarterback. They weren't actually one of the teams I thought needed it the most. That some of the teams Agreed. probably needed it more, but you know what? They got one. Uh, I'll give it a a B because okay. I don't love the other stuff. A B with a question mark to be determined. 
the Cardinals uh, drafted Zavian Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa, who's just an absolute monster. He's 6'5", 260. He can absolutely do everything on the field. He is going to be so fun to watch next to Isaiah Simmons, who they took last year to Clemson. And um, one of my favorite things that he does is he is incredible at blitzing the A-gap. And one of the things I'm thinking about is this giant, giant man, 6'5", 260, and then running backs trying to block him. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's he's, he's basically like a defensive end rushing the A-gap. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, I I thought he was awesome coming out of Tulsa. Uh, I mean, last year watching Tulsa games, they're, they're not a lot of pro players mm-hmm. coming out of uh, oh, that yeah, conference. At all. And uh, he was just a beast. He looked like, like a what grown man here? <laughs> playing against high school kids. Like <laughs> Maybe not even high school, middle school kids. Yeah. Sometimes actually a, a grown man could be smaller than high school kids. He's like those pictures you see where the, the kid's like already developed. He's like six feet and he's 12 and the other kids are like five foot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, how's that kid playing football? <laughs> Pass me the ball. Pass me the ball. Um, yeah. I, I thought he excelled in zone coverage in Tulsa. I don't know if he's going to be somebody who, you know, if your scheme's asking your linebackers to cover tight ends and running backs, if he's yeah. going to be great That's where at they that. got Isaiah Simmons, though. Yeah, who also sucked at it last year, but he should be so much better going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm going to blame it on COVID. Um, That's fair. But, but yeah, I think I think he's going to... If they if they do zone, he was awesome at zone at Tulsa for his size. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the guy. I, I do think where they took him is a is a pretty big reach, though. I thought he went way earlier than... Like, I thought going into the draft... This was a guy I really liked. And then the Cardinals took him, and I'm like, ooh, I don't like him okay. that much. Wow, that was a reach. I don't, I don't like him that much, though. Their next pick was Rondell Moore. So as they got an absolute monster of a man. Rondell Moore is the complete opposite. He's incredibly <laughs> short, but he's really, really strong. He, he's going to be a Christian Kirk replacement, in my opinion. And I don't love the pick for them. I didn't like Moore coming out of the, the draft. He had a really, really amazing freshman year of college where everyone's like, this is the next best thing. And then just production fell off. Uh, sophomore year, not great. Junior year, not great. So we'll see if it, he turns it around. Um, he, he reminds me a lot of like the Vizca Chenault, who had a, a lot of pedigree in his first old, early years and then just didn't do much. Just Just eight inches shorter. Yeah, but much shorter. Same <laughs> same type of thing, though. He just catches the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and he's basically a running back at receiver. Yeah, he almost weighs the same amount, but he's just eight inches short. Just eight, yeah. <laughs> almost as strong. Um, I, I, This was a risky pick for me, drafting more, because I think we've touched on it uh, previously in the pod, but he didn't get asked to do much in Purdue. But no, I think the Cardinals is actually – the perfect landing spot for him. Yeah, it's a good spot to go. Because they, they're already designed five, five, you know, just throw them the ball, quick snap, screen passes. There you go. See what you can do with it, which is yeah. exactly what he did in Purdue. They, they already do that like five times a game. And before they were throwing it to Fitzgerald. <laughs> so 
I I don't think it's a a, a touch, you know, a, a great pick. Like I'm not saying it's a guarantee great pick, but it has potential to be a great pick. But it also could just be a bust. And you spend a six a second rounder on it. Yeah, there's a lot of risk behind it. Uh, they did not have a third round pick. They took Marco Wilson, the corner out of Florida, in the fourth round, who was a two year starter there. And uh, he was targeted a ton last year. But the year prior, he had a, a solid season. So similar to Ronda Moore, good year. And then took kind of was sloping down. Um, and uh, we'll see if he's able to turn around as well. Yeah, I, I like the Marco Wilson pick because I, I think they do have a pretty big need at a... They do. At corner in Arizona. But I actually like who they took in the sixth, uh, Tate Gowan. Better. Yeah, let's talk about him because I was going to wrap it up. Tate Gowan, you like him more? Yeah, at a UCF, I I just thought he was the better prospect. Like if I if I was sitting at four and it was the Browns drafting, I would have been more excited to hear the name Tate Gowan than Marco Wilson. So Interesting. For whatever that's worth, um, the other people, they took uh, three other guys in the sixth round. Uh, Victor Dimu. KG? Oh, sure. I like it when you say it first, so then I can sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, an edge rusher, uh, James Wiggins, safety, and Michael Minette, uh, who's a interior offensive lineman. Yep. I'm giving the Cardinals draft uh, a C minus. Wasn't a fan of it, aside from the Zabin Collins pick. Yeah, this is this is probably a C minus for me as well. Look at that. That might be the first time we completely agreed. We did. We completely agreed on the at least Cardinals. tonight. Uh, I think. I think so far this 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 whole experience. Um, the Rams did not have a first round pick. They traded it for Jalen Ramsey, who was the uh, I think the second f- first round pick, if I recall. Two yeah. two uh, yeah. Atwell was their second round pick out of Louis Louisville. Bob, what do you think? I think of two two Atwell. Louisville. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Louisville. No, you're good. You're good. I wasn't sure if you were one of those guys or if you Louisville. misspoke. Louisville. No, <laughs> Mr. I, Louisville. A classic misspoke. I know we're short on times, but I'm going to, this is the old uh, dad joke for you. Okay, how do you, here how do you pronounce the capital of Kentucky? Is it Louisville or is it Louisville? How is that a dad joke? <laughs> it's Frankfurt, you idiot. There it is. Nailed it. <laughs> I would have not have known that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tutu oh, Atwell. He, he's a. Um, yeah. No, no. What a, do you think? I think of this pick. Oh, what you hate it? Absolutely hate it. Yeah, I I think Stupid. it's a huge reach. Um, electric athlete, undersized guy, second round. It's a reach. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Five nine, one fifty-five. I don't. I don't know. That's all That's, you need to know. He's he is electric. He's he's a little lightning cool. bug. He's super fast. But like, best case scenario, he's Deshaun Watson. Worst case scenario, he's Tavon Austin. I don't know. Yeah, Tavon Austin's pretty good, but I don't think he's that thick. He's he's skinny. He's like a toothpick. I think he's worst case scenario. He's John Ross. There you go. Better. 
Interesting pick by the Rams in the second round. Really, really interesting pick. Um, I had these receivers. The way that the receivers I had on my big board compared to like where they went in the draft is so different. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Seahawks guy in a second. But uh, the third round, they took Ernest Jones, who's a linebacker out of South Carolina, played two years. And he's somebody who really props up other players. And I, what I mean by that is he's somebody who like fills gaps. He reads things well, but he's never making the play. He's always like the first one there to, to take on the lead blocker. And then someone else comes in and, and gets the tackle. So I think he's going to be somebody who you might not ever hear, but he ends up playing a lot in the NFL. Yeah. He's, he's more of a, I think his game, he's more of a run stopper. I think where he's going to help out is more in the run and less in pass coverage. So yeah. Goal line, special teams. I mean, third rounder on him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he ends up being in their uh, base package. You know, when they're out there with three linebackers, he's one of those guys, but yeah, a third rounder. I, I don't know. That seems like a project to me too. In the fourth round, I, I like they had three fourth round picks like that. That's the third and fourth round are my money rounds, in my opinion. Uh, Bobby Brown, the third defensive tackle out of Texas A&M, three-year starter. He was a huge nose tackle who made plays in burst. So it's very likely that if you're a big guy, <laughs> you're, you're going to be making these plays uh, not cons- consistently. Like he's going to come in <laughs> with these heat checks. Uh, but from what I was looking at, he's really strong on the upper body. And I guess really weak down below, and he would uh, fall over a lot. So <laughs> that's my research. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was picturing one of those videos where it's like uh, two people wearing like one of the blow up balls, you know, like the, they're in like the yeah, giant, yeah, yeah, and they run at each other, and one person yeah. just goes launched. That's Bobby Brown the third, I guess. BB three. Um, and then I can I can hit on these other two guys unless you have something to add with Bobby. I I like his run stopping potential. He was the only guy really I see in the rest of this draft that I I liked cool. or even knew anything about. I'll I'll talk about Robert Rochelle really quick, who's a corner out of central Arkansas. Didn't see any film on him transparently, but he is really, really freak athlete. <laughs> Six five wingspan. He runs a four three eight at a corner. I love that. I love that shit. Um, but he was horrible at the Senior Bowl. I guess from what I saw, he did not win one rep at the Senior Bowl. But he's an athlete, Bob. He's in the fourth round. Why not take him? And then Jacob Harris, who's a receiver out of US, US Oh my gosh, UCF, <laughs> who will be playing tight end most likely. He's a project guy. Yeah. And then you don't like any of the other picks, huh? I I don't know much about him. Ernest Brown, okay. the fourth out of Northwestern. I don't um, remember hearing his name. I'm I'm going to do this. The Rams get an F. Wow. Yeah. I, I yeah, mean, I, I I'm with you. What are you gonna do with this draft? This, None of these guys this are is gonna an be F. I don't like it. Uh, the Bobby Brown is the only thing that makes me go, eh. That's not bad in the fourth, but you know what? It's an F. Let's let's move on. The Seahawks did not have a first round pick. They traded for Jamal Adams. So in the second round, they took Dwayne Eskridge, who I hate this pick so much. 
He's 24 years old. He's from Western Michigan. He was 158th overall on the PFF big board. The thing I hate most, yes, he's 5'9", 190. He's a speed guy who's not super quick, and he's not a good receiver. He dominated at the senior bowl. Okay, wonderful. You take him <laughs> the second round. Why? What did the like? Oh my god! There's so you many know Seth you know Williams, who, who you who never heard of. Hold on, one second. You know who you never heard of in the senior bowl, or okay. never heard of because of their college career? Who was really, really, really good at the senior bowl? Who? Terry McLaurin. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> He's good. He's also six feet. Uh, Seth Williams, who the Broncos took in the sixth round, would have been a much better pick, I think. This, this is a horrible pick. And then they took Trey Brown in the bad pick. fourth round, who I actually like. I like this pick. And then Stone Foresight, offensive tackle in the sixth round. That's all they had. Three picks. <laughs> the are crazy. Three picks. They are crazy. I did like the Trey Brown pick, though. I'm with you there. Yeah, me too. And and I like Dwayne Estrig, but not in, not in the second. No. Uh, I'm giving the Seahawks a, uh, I mean, a D. Stone Foresight's okay pick in the sixth, actually. Because I like Trey I like Brown. That. But a D. Yeah. I don't know. You gave up two first rounders for Jamal Adams, so I'm gonna dock him a little bit for that too. Yeah, that's fair. This is this is another F for me. Okay, two Fs. I don't like wow. it. Wow. So we are we both like the 49ers better because we gave them a B and an A minus, then we gave the Cardinals a C minus each. Yeah. Yeah. The NFC 49ers. Was, this was not a good a great division in terms of how good they are. This is not a good draft for them. Yeah, you can tell they all win now. They're like, get, take all of our picks. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your favorite uh, favorite oh. pick out of everyone? Favorite pick out of everyone would have been either Trey Brown or Elijah Mitchell. If I if I cannot count Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance is the gimme. That's the one everyone's going to be watching. So you can't do that. Uh, yeah. I oh, actually Elijah Mitchell, 49ers. Uh, sixth or seventh round pick, and then the Trey Brown in the fourth, the Seahawks. I I actually probably am going to surprise you. Hey, Gowan? No, I, I'm going to do Rondell Moore. That's dumb. I'm I'm ending this pod. That's so <laughs> stupid. Hey, I'm. I know next week we got a we got a guest on to talk about the East, but I'm super excited about the week after. We got a little something special. Oh, yeah. We'll tease it. We're just going to tease it. Hoover and I are going to be drafting uh, some teams for something special. We may even put something on the line. I don't know. Maybe. I'll shave my head. <laughs> I'm Ooh. not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I care about my hair way, way too much for that. <laughs> you mean Audrey does? No, me. Me. She oh. can care less. <laughs> yeah, she can care. All right. That was a teaser. We're going to yeah, do something special. Bob, we I think got... we did it under an hour. I don't know. We a little no, over. we weren't under an hour. We were we were like five minutes over. All right. Well, I'm ending us. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.